I would like to acknowledge the Iwabakal and Waramai peoples as the traditional custodians of the land on which I record this podcast and pay my respects to the elders, both past and present. your law school hype girl back and this is the law student stock it the podcast for all law school survival related content where i talk about things such as the process of becoming a lawyer tips for studying and exams and getting a job in the legal profession without any prior experience for this episode i planned on discussing the four steps involved in becoming admitted as a legal practitioner in new south wales But in planning the episodes, I realized there's so much to talk about, so it could be a little bit overwhelming and also a very long episode. So I've decided to turn How Do I Become a Lawyer into a mini series of four episodes with each episode covering one of the four steps. In today's episode, I'm going to give a brief rundown of the four steps. I will introduce you to the Legal Profession Admission Board and we'll cover step one in becoming admitted as a legal practitioner in New South Wales. So let's get into it. The four steps to becoming admitted as a legal practitioner in New South Wales are step one, completion of an accredited legal qualification. Step two, completion of practical legal training. Step three, gaining admission to legal practice. And step four, applying for your practicing certificate or sitting the bar exams. In other words, do you want to begin your career as a solicitor or go on to sit the bar exams to become a barrister? And before I delve into step one, I'm going to introduce you to the Legal Profession Admission Board, the LPAB of New South Wales. So the LPAB is a self-funding statutory corporation. And what a statutory corporation is, it's a corporation made by an act of parliament. So the LPAB is constituted by an act and that act is the Legal Profession Uniform Law Application Act 2014 New South Wales. And I'm just going to refer to that as the Application Act. So the Application Act, as well as the Legal Profession Uniform Law in New South Wales, has given the LPAB the powers necessary to perform its functions. And what those functions include accrediting academic law courses and practical legal training courses in New South Wales, determining the eligibility and suitability of people seeking to be admitted as a lawyer in New South Wales, and maintaining the role of lawyers in New South Wales. And with its powers, the LPAB made the New South Wales Admission Board Rules 2015, and I'm just going to refer to those as the rules. Now, Rule 5 of the rules is relevant to Step 1 because Rule 5 provides that you need to successfully complete a tertiary academic course in Australia, whether or not leading to a law degree, which, one, includes the equivalent of at least three years full-time study of law, Two, is accredited by the LPAB. And three, the student acquires and demonstrates appropriate understanding and competence in each element of the academic areas of knowledge set out in Schedule 1 of the rules. So that's a lot to take in. So let's break it down. That first part of the rules. 
successively completing a tertiary academic course in Australia, whether or not leading to a degree in law, which includes the equivalent of at least three years full-time study of law. So the two options I'm going to mention here are successfully completing a Bachelor of Laws or successfully completing a Juris Doctor. For most of you listening, it's probably going to be a Bachelor of Laws and that's an undergraduate study. So it's suitable for high school leavers and those without previous tertiary study. A Juris Doctor, on the other hand, is a postgraduate qualification. So that's a pathway into the law profession for those who already have a degree not in law or for those with a law degree from overseas. And a Juris Doctor takes about, well, takes three years of full-time study to complete. Going back to a Bachelor of Laws, some universities offer a standalone Bachelor of Laws, such as the University of Technology Sydney and Western Sydney University. And at those universities, it's four years of full-time study. Some universities also offer double degrees. So I studied a Bachelor of Laws and a Bachelor of Criminology, and that was five years of full-time study. You might consider combining your Bachelor of Laws with For example, a Bachelor of Science, a Bachelor of Business or a Bachelor of International Studies. There are a lot of combinations available, but not all universities offer everything. For example, at the moment, I can see that the University of Sydney offers five combined degrees. Western Sydney University offers 13. University of Technology Sydney and University of Wollongong offer 16. Some of the benefits of doing a law double degree include graduating sooner. So double degrees are typically completed one or two years faster than the two degrees separately. And that doesn't mean compromise to the full legal curriculum. Um, Double degrees expand your career options and they build your professional network and you have connections across multiple industry sectors. Now you might wonder what full-time study entails. And I'm going to use the Bachelor of Laws at Western Sydney University as an example. So to successfully complete a Bachelor of Laws at WSU, you need to complete 320 credit points. Each subject you do has a certain amount of credit points. In your first semester, you will complete four subjects and each of those subjects are worth 10 credit points. By the end of the semester, the first semester, you have completed 40 credit points. And because each year has two semesters, at the end of the year, you would have completed 80 credit points. And by the time you do four years, you've completed 320 credit points and you're ready for graduation. I think a very popular question asked when going to uni is, how much time do I need to spend studying? And universities put out the expectation that if you're enrolled full-time at university, then you should commit to your studies on a full-time basis. That is devoting the same amount of time to full-time study as you would in a full-time job. Usually for a subject of 10 units, you would be expected to do 10 hours of study a week. Therefore, if you're studying full time, doing four subjects worth 10 units each, that's 40 hours of study a week. Say if you've done three hours worth of lectures and tutorials for one subject, then the remaining seven hours is left over for self-directed study in that subject. When I was at university, I didn't have a stopwatch keeping track of me to make sure I did my 10 hours of study for each subject a week. And it depends on so many factors. You might be struggling in one subject and breezing through another. So you might put more hours into studying for the subject you're struggling in. I also had two jobs when I was studying, one at a hotel, one at a law firm. I had set days at the law firm, usually Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, and I worked at the hotel on weekends. So where I could, I did classes in the evening 
but I was also casually employed. So university was my priority and being a casual employee ensured I had the flexibility to adjust my availability. And as this podcast goes on, I'm going to be talking about things such as organizing yourself, avoiding procrastination and using your time wisely. If you're worried about the workload, a lot of universities offer the choice to study part-time, meaning you do less subjects each semester. So for example, rather than completing a Bachelor of Laws in four years, it might take six or eight years doing it part-time. I found that my university was really flexible in changing my enrollment type. For example, in one of my semesters, I did three subjects instead of four, and then I completed that fourth subject during the summer school session. So even if you're enrolled into university full-time and say you finish your first semester and you think, oh, I just can't do that again, you're usually able to change your enrollment. But it's important that you ask these types of questions of the university you're considering enrolling into prior to actually enrolling because the more you know, it can give you some relief later on knowing that you have options. So going back to rule five of the rules, There was a part that said the tertiary academic course you need to successfully complete needs to be accredited by the LPAB. On the LPAB website, there's a list of academic courses accredited by the LPAB. So jump onto that website and make sure the university you're considering enrolling into for a Bachelor of Laws or Juris Doctor is on that list. Finally, Rule five of the rules also provides for a student to acquire and demonstrate appropriate understanding and competence in each element of the academic areas of knowledge set out in schedule one of the rules. Those academic areas of knowledge are also known as the Priestley 11 and they include criminal law and procedure, torts, contracts, property, equity, company law, administrative law, federal and state constitutional law, civil dispute resolution, evidence and ethics and professional responsibility. The subjects that take the form of the Priestly 11 will usually be referred to as your core subjects at university. So as well as completing the core subjects, you also have elective subjects to choose from and complete. Well, there you go. So that's the first step towards becoming a lawyer. And I hope you found this episode helpful. And if you would like to reach out to me about anything from this episode or about the Law Students Docket in general, feel free to contact the Law Students Docket on Facebook or Instagram, or you can email me at legallybeck, which is spelled L-E-G-A-L-L-Y-B-E-K at outlook.com. You can also stay up to date with law school related contact by following the Law Students Docket on Facebook or Instagram, join the Law Students Docket Facebook group and follow my TikTok at Legally Beck. If you're enjoying the podcast, it would mean so much if you could give it a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And next week, I'll be discussing step two of becoming admitted as a legal practitioner in New South Wales which is the completion of practical legal training. And I look forward to having you tune in. But for now, enjoy your week and I will chat to you next Wednesday. Bye.